Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. So this week, I've got a really special guest for you. Um, today, I'm joined by the very lovely Sarupa Shah. Sarupa is the soul agent and takes women on an adventure and journey to unlock their soul magic. One of the world's most sought-after experts working with the energy of money and business with purpose and service. Sarupa takes spirituality outside of the personal development box and shows you how to create success in your business and life in a way that doesn't sacrifice all that you want to be, achieve and experience. She's been featured in several publications and currently the resident abundance expert with her own column in the Spirit and Destiny magazine. Um, There is more information about that in her um, website, which I will link to in the show notes and give you more detail um, at the end of this podcast. But for now, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me, Emma. I'm really, really excited to be here. And it's always nice to hear you, you know, being spoken about there because it just reminds you of all the things that you've achieved, created and do. Gosh, yes, absolutely. Because we can be so busy kind of just getting into the doing of everything, can't we? That we kind of forget, you know, where that bigger, wider impact is and um, how we are out there in the world and, and the difference that we are making as well, really. So can you just tell uh, my listeners a little bit about kind of how you got where you are today, really, um, with what it is that you do? Well, I mean, I was, I started off, you know, as a young girl, very much believing in another world. You know, it was, it was natural for me. I was naturally a healer, you know, it was, the girl with magic hands, if somebody had aches and pains, I could put my hand on them. And, you know, my family, that was what I was known as, but people didn't call it healing or anything. So I was very much into what we would call a traditional spiritual path. Um, and always, even as like sitting in the back of a car in the 70s, where as a kid, every even a 10-minute journey felt like all day. And you're just thinking, are we there yet? And staring out the window and just imagining myself talking to people from a podium you know so I always had this kind of vision of myself that perhaps was a bit um different to what maybe a lot of you know kids might have had but I had um so that was kind of where it all began but I also was a bit of a contradiction even when I started to do my spiritual work and go to spiritual circle and you know learn healing modalities and run my workshops on stuff that was seen as traditional you know angel workshops and those sort of things 
I was a contradiction because I loved making money and I wanted to be in business uh-huh. and make lots of money. And I felt like I could never talk about it in my spiritual circles because it, it was money was bad, you know, anything material was bad. And I, I just couldn't understand it because I, I had a passion for business. I did an MBA, you know, and it, it kind of defied what the path of the, the the old school spiritual person was was to kind of turn their back on the material world whereas I loved it loved making money loved transforming lives loved the idea of being out there and making a big impact and not feeling like you have to settle and make do so I married them together you know it was, I was always going to marry them together but I kind of went pub, really public with it you know and decided to kind of bridge the two together because it was something that I also have always seen in people what their potential was what their gifts are what they could do in in business um so it just made sense that if I was naturally doing it to actually bring all of that together and really help people understand the relationship with money and business which really go hand in hand because being in business is about making money God, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, and it's so lovely to hear you say that you love making money because, um, to be fair, it is something that I say as well. Um, and actually, there's not not everybody says that, you know. And yeah, I adore helping yeah. people, but we can't. We can actually help more people if if our business is sustainable and if it provides for us what it is that we want. Some of my biggest kind of respite times because of um, how the children are is uh, when we go on holiday and it's pretty much about the only time that I really feel warm as well. Um, But they... Um, so, you know, the money that I make provides that, which then provides family connections, which then provides, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not about making money in that really mercenary way. No, it's, you know? and I think that that's a bit I had to rationalise. Yeah. Because I, when I sort of, every time I stepped out of being in a job or, or a freelance kind of contracting back into the corporate world, where I was earning, you know, sh- people couldn't, believe what I was earning for the level of experience that I had. And I'd sit in a meeting and just say, oh, I want 1800 pounds, you know, and they just wouldn't blink an eye and say, yeah. So I knew I had this ability to pull and call. But when it came to doing my own stuff, and it doesn't matter that whether it's, we're spiritually leaning or we describe ourselves as that, what happens to particularly a lot of women is we want to say I'm not doing it for the money and I'm not certainly not one to say you become obsessed or make it central but if you're not doing it to earn there are no brownie points and I used to believe there were brownie points to say that I'm gonna you know so I'd end up giving it away I'd end up giving away so much of my time and my value actually it was a form of disrespect not just to me but even to the people that were coming to me yeah. In not making them an offer, in not kind of showing them that there's there's a way of actually working with this over a period of time, it was doing them a disservice because you're not just, you're kind of teaching them that they don't have to value themselves and that they need to go around getting it for free. So we're not actually contributing, but it was all, it was all about, it's an exchange. Money is simply that exchange of value for value. So you pay for something that you need and the person that's produced it or created it or whatever receives that value so it's an it's an actually an energy exchange and it provides commitment because we've all probably given stuff away for free and 
and given somebody a lot of time and input and realised they haven't implemented anything because they, they had no value for it. And yeah. we've probably been on lots of free calls, you know, free webinars and thought, well, that was good. And then you sort of get up from watching it and you've forgotten about it because it, you had no real investment. Yes, time is an investment when we're watching something, but actually money's a much stronger investment for us. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, isn't it? And there's a big bit as well about the kind of beliefs that we are given and which is obviously what I talk about a lot because there's a lot of um, conversations on this podcast about, you know, our mindset. And, the, you know, we grow up with those beliefs, don't we, about, you know, well, um, you know, be a good girl, you know, be nice to that person. Or, um, and then obviously the beliefs about money and things as well. They are, I find them fascinating when I work with um, people, certainly other people that have their own businesses. And I, we dig deep into their beliefs about money and where, that they, where they get it from and some of the experiences that they've had when they were little or the um, examples that they give to me about um, what they think about money and you're right it sets on that value that they have for themselves and how they think that money is you know money comes around And, and I think it's it's and the bit that I work with people on I think when people work with me they're quite surprised that we don't I don't talk about spreadsheets and their spending and yes it's part of it it's important that we have our own records but actually I'm looking at it from a point of view of your relationship with yourself because if you respect and value yourself yeah. money is just an ally um, that will enable you to do all sorts of things like you talked about it will enable those that want to have an extension to get an extension or holiday you know school yeah. fees stuff for themselves whatever it is it becomes an enabler but it also it means in a business that we're actually working with people that are our ideal clients the people that we really want to have an impact on and because they're invested back they're more likely and you can't guarantee you know what people do but they're more likely to implement to explore to grow and to receive what what you're giving so it's about that inner relationship with with yourself and I think that's the bit that people get blown away by in a way because it it highlight it shows everything it shows where we don't respect ourselves it shows where we don't appreciate ourselves it shows where we have doubt and uncertainty because when we're doing something particularly if we stepped into business like I did and like so many of us do we're doing what actually is probably been very natural to us when we're in that kind of coaching service type of industries and we, we've, we've almost taken it for granted that, well, this is who I am. This is what I do. Why should I get paid for it? You know, it's just, it's just me. Why would anybody want to pay me? And we, so, it, and it, the, people talk about being in business as being like a personal development brand. And, I, and I'm not overly keen on that concept. However, I totally get it. Cause as soon as we step into working for ourselves, it's like a can of worms opens up of everything yeah. that we yeah. didn't, you know, every belief that has been, anti us that we've held about ourselves comes to comes to the surface yeah absolutely and and as well because we start don't we this is something that I say to people a lot we start and we go well I'm going to do this in business because I'm really good at this and then we discover there's all those other aspects of business (laughs) you know when the accounts and the marketing and 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 you know the sales and and the turning clients around and all of that other stuff which is not the things that we were good at 
and we start and we have to do all of those things. So that then messes. And then we think we doubt ourselves because then we think, oh, well, this is really difficult now. So maybe I'm not good at that, but we are still good at that same thing. And the other bit as well is that we have these beliefs, don't we, you know, about, oh, if you work hard, then, you know, you'll, you'll do very well in life. But what the, the bit that they miss, and that's not about, I'm not about saying that well, we don't have to work hard, but actually when we're doing the thing that we love, it doesn't feel like hard work. No, it doesn't. But I also don't believe we need to work hard. We need to work smart. Which smart, is exactly. But the work hard things in, in really interesting because I find a lot of people are holding that. And, and a lot of beliefs are actually masking other things. Yeah. What that often does for people is it actually stops them doing anything. Because yeah. they, they're so repelling against wanting to work hard that they've actually gone to the opposite end of the spectrum and don't show up for their business. So... Quite often when we're, you know, if anyone listening is thinking, well, actually my business isn't going as well as I had hoped it might be at this point of its evolution or it's much harder than I thought it would be. Sometimes we need, instead of making it all about the beliefs that we had, even when we were, you know, that growing up or things that had occurred to us, because we're only in the now, is to actually sometimes look at the reality and is, are we really even turning up to our desk at nine o'clock? Yeah, even for an hour, and quite often I found with people that I work with is that they barely turn up an hour a week. Yeah. You know, yeah. But because it's this constant thinking about it in their head, they're doing it all and nothing's working. But the, sometimes actually, it's not working because you haven't showed up. It, yeah, it, it's nothing more simpler than that. There's no rhythm. There's no consistency because yes. of these floating beliefs that kind of have been held on to and a, and a whole story gets created around them I don't want to work hard I saw my parents work hard I saw you know and, and they retired and then they had nothing left to show for it and I don't want to end up like them and it's like well then create the story that you want exactly so did you um did you have one sort of big realization type thing when you realized that you, you know, you can change this way that you think about things or was it just a series of learning and events? It was, it was, it's a good question. Cause I I'm, don't know if there was an actual epiphany point other than every time I went full time, I, right, that's it. I'm going full time in my business now and I'm going to give up doing contract work and employ being in, employed. And I was a terrible employee, you know, anyway um because i was so desperate to be my own boss yeah i wasn't the best employee i apologize to every employer that i've ever, <laughs> ever been with um was that every time i stepped into my business i'd spend most of the morning working out what i was going to have for lunch and you know <laughs> then going off to waitress to go and buy this amazing sandwich or whatever i was going to make and then yeah. look at my emails there was no social media in those early days. Thank goodness. Otherwise, Lord knows what would have happened. Yeah. Um, and, and there was this, this realisation, oh, I'm living off my savings and I'm not earning anything. And I was getting more and more actually depressed, you know, a form of depression because I didn't like myself. I couldn't understand what I really just wanted to work with people. Yeah. And make a difference to people's lives and make and, and feel excited about waking up and have that kind of step, you know, that joyous step. And it wasn't occurring and it, and it was that frustration. Then I'd have to go back to contract work. 
you know, stock up again on savings. And it was just realizing that this cycle's got to break. Yeah. Ironically, it was probably 1999, 2000 that I'd already written a whole load of money work stuff as, you know, through meditation and through the the way that I work. I developed this whole program, which I completely ignored. So I wasn't even taking my own medicine. Yeah. So to speak. And I found it again, you know, in about 2007, eight, it gathered loads of actual dust. And then I started to work with it and I had to remember who I was, you know, I had to remember actually I'm the girl that used to be called lucky devil by my family because whatever happened, I landed on my feet, you know, um, always to the point of irritation for my brother and sister. It'd be like, how did you manage that? I don't know. I just did. Um, you know, because I, I just always believed you could make things happen. You know, yeah. that was, I, I just felt that like life was a magic experience. And except when it came to my own business, then I it became really serious and stopped having fun. So that was really the, the big point of actually I've got what, we often teach what we need to learn and we, we learn what we need to teach. You yeah. know, there's that saying. That doesn't mean that we need to be a work in progress and half-baked either. It's not an excuse for that. But that was really that point of if I'm, and I could see that I, I was making a difference in other people's lives. And then I'd look at myself in the mirror and think, well, what's wrong with you then? If they're going off and being that successful. But I was so af- afraid of implementing, you know, it, it got so convoluted. And then I, I literally had to draw a line. It was around 2007, eight draw a line, implement what I teach, develop it. And, and that was when my money work was really born. And I have to say, I was quite nervous taking it out in the world because like I said earlier, spiritual and money, you know, it was like, yeah. there was a lot of judgment that was going to be coming at me. And it did. Yeah. It's, well, you're wrong. You're greedy. You shouldn't be about money. Well, try going to Sainsbury's or whichever <laughs> supermarket you might use in the world and saying, I'm only going to pay you with love. I mean, they just think you were bonkers and get the security guard and ask you to leave without your shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and um, there's been a lot of, there's one network that I'm in and there's been a lot of conversations about, you know, charging for things and, and people that come along and say, um, well, if you, you know, if you do this for me, I'll give you the exposure or I'll give you the experience or, or something like that. Um, and one of the, um, one of the great comments that somebody else put in just said, well, I just go back to them and say, yeah, that's really great. My mortgage company does take payments and exposure. I know. Even if you're just going to exchange £100 each, even if your program isn't £100 each or your product or service, whatever you're wanting to trade, the exchange of swapping money, the fact that you have to go online maybe to pay by PayPal or some other online payment system, you're having to do that. And even though you know you're getting £100 back, you go through the same all those same feelings of, oh my God, I'm paying for something. You know, it will come up. It's part and parcel yeah. of it. But actually exchanging the money is really important because it's just, it's an energy um, where we're, and, and it allows us as we're expending that energy to grow. So when you've, if you've invested in a book that's 10 pounds or you've invested in a, you know, weekend retreat that was a couple of thousand pounds, it's not to say that the book doesn't give you the transformation, but you can quite easily ignore the book for yeah. years because um it was a tenner you know or 12 quid or or I I bought that program for you know 25 pounds or I can't be bothered to finish it now because there's no 
there's there, there's no tension in there for you to uh, yeah. hunger um so sometimes actually we have to spin ourselves to do something different to how we normally do it yeah so what you know what would you say is the key to get in a of you know to sort of my listeners or to people that you work with to get in that strong money story i think we need to i mean this it's about writing a new money story definitely right. but exploring what your current money story is what you want it to be and then building the the steps that create a new foundation for it so and it takes discipline um it takes honesty and vulnerability with self because we're also not very comfortable talking about money and i'm not saying that we need to plaster it all over social media you know i'm not big on mm -hmm. oh let's just tell everybody how terrible my life is you know it's not always inspiring unless you're showing actually this was my trigger point this is how i did it you know yes. so there's a lot of what i call kind of emotional vomiting that occurs because of social media that <sighs> leads to nowhere and we if we're not lifting people what's the point exactly um, but i but you do need to look at the fact and that's what i had to do is uh, you know like i was in cloud cuckoo land because i had savings so i tell myself everything's all right you know i'm still paying my mortgage and da, 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 and still having holidays still having a good time and keeping up appearances but it took a long hard look in the mirror to say this is this is not working yeah what are you going to do about it you're going to go back to work you can give you can go back to work it's no shame in it but what or you are gonna go for this and move through the uncomfortable feelings move through the bits that tell you that you're not good enough nobody wants to pay you and that the story that comes up oh i'm not good at sales you know massive one that people yes, use huge you don't have to be good at sales you're good at sharing what you do it's it's i call it sharing i share this is what i do this is how you can work with me if they say no great if they say yes great so it's, it's being able to be honest and allowing yourself to get support in to, to do that. And we've got to stop looking at getting support in as a failure, which is another big thing that I felt yes. at the early part of my journey that, oh, I must be a failure if I'm helping other people and I need to get help. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. So in fact, that stopped me allowing support in. And, and when it comes to abundance of money, if we're, wanting to call it in wanting to get the clients wanting to serve lots of different people yet we're not willing to give ourselves what we want mm -hmm. and the support we need there's a dis there's a total disconnect yeah there's a disharmony of energy there and that's going to get in the way so you it, it is about exploring um that inner stuff around your value around your courage you know are you a it's not about being reckless it's about being a risk taker you know, and it's, it's really about addressing the stories, beliefs, excuses, conditions, fears, um, and sometimes going underneath it. Because I think in the women's personal development slash business world, we've become very good at going, oh, yes, I don't like visibility. Oh, I've got visibility. She's only, no, it's because I'm not good enough. It's become like a little collective catch-all. Yeah. And I always say to people, well, what does that mean in your life? How does that actually manifest? Because this we're all good enough but the fact that you don't believe you are and and it's a resting on you know like a leaning back into it or resting on your laurels how does it manifest what does it make you do that you're blind to because we've we've decided no no this is just the way it is this is just the way it is in my life and we need to expose ourselves and change habits break old patterns in exactly. order 
to experience something new because there's that saying isn't there you you to, and i don't know i can't remember it fully but the sentiment being if you want to have change or you want something new you've got to do it differently yes that says this is what i'm going to do differently this is how i'm going to respond to this this is where i'm going to allow my yes to remain a yes and my no be a clear no. We're very good at talking about what we want to say no to, but what about what we want to say yes to in our lives? How about focusing on, on making those things happen? And sometimes it, it, it's that like jumping off a cliff and allowing our wings to appear, which yeah. we don't do because money, we've decided that money is about security and safety only, and we're never going to feel safe and secure if we're in a current money story that we're not happy with, because it's not going to just time doesn't heal your money story. You do. Exactly. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Could you just remind my listeners about the magazine that you are now that, that resident uh, column in and where else that they can find you to? So yeah, it's the abundance aunt, aunt column. And again, this was a dream from a child you know, I, I wanted to be in magazines and newspapers. I didn't know what for. I just knew I was going to be. Um, and I got told along the way, oh, no, you can't be. You're not a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. And I never listened to anyone that wants God. to be a naysayer in my life. So it's in Spirit and Destiny. It's out. Um, in. It came out in the May issue. Um, I'm going to be their resident abundance aunt, abundance expert for the next few issues. I know that for some people that seems like a very niche magazine and it might not be one that they want to be seen dead mm -hmm. with because they don't want to see themselves as spiritual you can get it free on kindle for the first couple of issues take a look at you know if, it, if yeah. nothing else read my article in it or come over to the soulagentblog.com there's lots and lots of articles i've got a blog there and lots of resources for you to explore what money means to you what actually does financial freedom mean i've got lots of great exercises you know contained within my blog posts as well so you can you know check out more about me and more about the money business spirit personal development and and yeah. the way that i deliver it and the way that i share it and the way that it can have an impact a really positive impact on your life so take a look at the soulagentblog.com and obviously spirit and destiny you can grab it on kindle or in most supermarkets that's absolutely fantastic. And I know it's so good because, you know, p people that regularly listen to my podcast will have heard me say that, you know, often, you know, I'm not very woo-woo, but I do get that difference between, you know, what might sound a bit woo and then what's actually, you know, stuff that's really going to move things and make that difference. And um, you know, that's the what I love about you with the way that you talk. There's a lot of um, really sensible practical advice it's not all sort of we were wary fairy things as well so yeah, i mean i can uh, get if people want to learn what crystal they need to put out when and where i i, I can be your lady but I, I think it's about actually you know practical stuff and the, the most important spiritual actions really that we can do is listening is listening to our kind of inner heart voice and meditation everything else is a optional extra you know yeah. the sticks you burn the amount of crystals you have the amount of whatever you know and yes you can go deeper and deeper into some of some of these other things like working with moon energy and but it's not necessarily for everyone and that's totally fine but if you can meditate and understand the steps you need to take to change things that are impacting us because we know when we're not earning we know we when we are 
when we've got an issue with money, but we're, there's this idea that we shouldn't talk about it because we should all know about money because we've had it since we were kids or whatever. You know, there's all this stigma and issue and it impacts on absolutely everything, not just business, our relationships yep. struggle. It's a, if our inner relationship is struggling, our outer relationships will struggle. Yes. So it, it, it's really about being able to kind of say, look, I'm willing to explore something, forget the labels, forget the names. Let's explore how, how we can all be the best that we are in what we do, whether it's career or business. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's our, that's my core message as well, really. And that's why I want, you know, that everybody to be able to have that balance in whatever it is that they're struggling with. And that's what you want to. And that's, you know, that's exactly why I'm delighted that you, that you came on to my show. Thank you. So I will put all of the details in the show notes for everybody to go and be able to link directly to, um, and then all is left for me to say, thank you so much for being on the show, Sarupa. Thank you for having me. It was great. It's an absolute pleasure. And so to my listeners, I obviously, if you do like this, please do go and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on whichever platform that you're listening to it on. And then I will see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.